This is the Whole Shebang Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Whole Shebang, an educational podcast about teaching and learning. My name is Patrick Kaplow. I'm a 15-year physics teaching veteran who is interested in exploring the varied perspectives of my talented teaching colleagues, dedicated students, engaged parents, and everyone else who believes in the intrinsic value of an education. This is Course Selection Part 2. It is the third episode of the Whole Shebang Podcast and continues a conversation started in Episode 2 about course selection, interviewing students and alumni. In this episode, I will interview two juniors, two current juniors, a male and a female. And we're also going to check in with WHS alumnus Jack Grubbs. Jack is a mechanical engineering student at Worcester Polytech. I've kept in touch with Jack and he's going to share some of his opinions about course selection and thinking about course selection from the perspective of somebody who's been through it all. So uh, I am here with a student of mine who's a junior in AP Physics 1 and getting ready for course selection for 2019. Again, I'm going to use a pseudonym. We're going to go with Apollo. Apollo, thank you for spending a little time with me today. Yeah, no problem. So, so my question is, what, uh, like, what's in your head when you're thinking about course selection? What are some of the things that motivate you to choose one class and not another? Uh, for me, it's more what I want to do with my future. So I'm going to choose courses that I think I'm a more like science-inclined student. So I'm going to choose a class that kind of goes more of that path. So I'm going to choose more science classes and like computer classes. That's been a common theme in some of the other students that I've interviewed. Um, what would advice would you give to a freshman who's like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I'm, st- I'm 14, 15 years old. Like, you know, I haven't figured it all yet. Uh, I'll figure it all out yet, you know, that I'm going to be a, a lawyer or a plumber. Or we don't know. So w- what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I would say do everything you can. So take all the arts classes. Take, you know, band. Take different science classes. Take different humanities classes and see what you enjoy most. Maybe it's not even something in school. And so then maybe explore that outside. But I'd say try and find something that you love in school and focus on that. Um, Are there any like thumb rules that you use? Uh, You know, do you always try to level up or level down? Uh, If you're on the cusp of a particular level in a class, let's say you have to take a required class or you're going into sophomore year and you're going to take American studies. Do you do it at the honors level or the CP level? Uh, You're going to take, you know, say you could ask the same question about most classes. So what advice would you give to kids who are kind of at the cusp in their own mind, you know, however we want to kind of measure that, um, I think is, is debatable, but they, you know, they're at the, they're on the, they're in the middle. What advice would you give them? I would say choose what you think is going to be the best option for you. If you're taking a science class and you really love science, then I'd say push yourself there and allocate your resources in that area instead of focusing on taking a really hard math class or something. If you really love humanities, then 
go all out in humanities and challenge yourself there instead of wasting your time somewhere else. Right, got you. I think that's a really good uh, way to put it, like, you know, regarding resource allocation. Um, any other uh, pieces of advice you would give to underclassmen that were getting ready to do course selection? I would say don't let anyone else influence your decision. Ultimately, it's your education, so choose what is going to suit you best and just take that path. Apollo, thank you so much yeah. for your time today. No problem. Thank you. Okay, um, I'm interviewing a junior student currently enrolled in one of my physics classes. Uh, again, we're going to use a pseudonym. Her name is Liz. Liz, thanks for being here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so let's take a little bit of a different tack than I have with some of the other interviews. Um, what advice would you give to freshmen who are choosing courses in high school for the first time, so they're going into sophomore year, specifically to that freshman class? What would you tell them that you've learned from your experience? Honors American is not that hard. It seems scary, but it's really not. One of my biggest mistakes was taking normal American and not honors just because somebody told me that was very difficult. And it was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. I could have done really well in the class. Don't be scared of something just because it says honors. Always be willing to challenge yourself and never be afraid. Well, who makes, who do you think is responsible for these like mythical, uh, you know, the, 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 the scariness associated with a particular class. Who builds this up? Who does that? Do you think the students that have graduated from that class try to build it up and make it sound more difficult than it actually was? It's absolutely the juniors and seniors are like, it's almost a form of hazing, it seems like, where you'll mess with the younger grades just to be like, oh yeah, cultural was so hard. Don't even worry about it. You're going to fail or that sort of thing. Like, it, it's always been told to me by my older brother that American was so difficult, and then I got to that class and I had 98 yeah. average. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as difficult. It's, I, I would just call it a form of hazing. Okay. So you don't think it's steeped too much in reality. It's more just how we treat each other Pretty when much. we're upperclassmen. Yeah. What advice would you give sophomores going to junior year? Remember that incoming juniors have the most flexibility in their schedules. This is kind of new, right? So there's a ton of course requirements for freshmen and sophomores, and then all of a sudden by junior year, it's kind of like you get to choose almost everything. What advice would you give incoming juniors? Take an AP class. Learn how to study for the AP classes. Learn how to work with the classes, because when you get into senior year, it, colleges want to see AP classes. They want to see you working hard and challenging yourself. So as a junior, I would suggest taking maybe one or two AP classes, depending on how much you think that you can handle. If you have a tighter schedule, I would only take one. But I think that an AP class is very valuable just to be able to gain that knowledge of how to study for these classes and how to take notes and how to do things for the future. Got you. Would you recommend to another student to take an AP if that meant that he or she would get a B or a C in the class? Absolutely, because you're not always going to succeed, and that's just how it is. You have to learn that everything, that not everything is going to be the best in the world. If you learn a lot and end up with a B or a C, that still means you learned. That means that you learned a better way to study. It means you learned a way to take notes. It means you learned something from that class. Sometimes when you have an A in a class and you're just breezing right through it, you're not learning anything. You're just kind of snoozing on by, and that's not valuable to your time. What would you say to naysayers who said, um, 
well, listen, I could level down from an AP class and get an easy you know, grade, like a, an A or a B, and that would be better for my GPA. Won't that look better for colleges? What would you say, or how would you respond to that? Having a B or a C in an AP class is just as good as having an A in a normal class. Wait, now what is the weighting? Isn't it like .33 higher than an honors? I honestly have no idea. I know it's a little bit higher, but it's not even just the grade. Like it's more, if you're scared of taking an AP class just because it says AP or you're going to get a B or a C, then you're gonna be scared of the future. Like the future is not gonna go well for you because you're never willing to take a risk and you're never willing to suffer a defeat. Mm -hmm. If you get beaten down, that means you have to try so much harder. And it's a test of endurance to be in an AP class. I think there's a lot to unpack in what you've said. Um, and so I really appreciate you kind of coming out there and saying that. I completely agree with you, by the way. Um, so, hey, thank you for your time, Liz. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. So I'm chatting with Jack Grubbs. Jack is a WHO alum who is a senior at WPI studying mechanical engineering. Jack, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about what life is like for you right now. What are you up to? What are you studying? What are some of the highlights and what are some of the lowlights? Yeah, so I'm a senior at Worcester Polytechnic Institute. Uh, I've been here for all four years. I'm studying mechanical engineering. Uh, I'm going to do a fifth year program where I can get my master's in material science and engineering. So it's, uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, I've really loved the experience in Worcester. Um, I've, I've spent most of my years off campus living in apartments in Worcester. So that's been an interesting experience. I've loved that. Oh, that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, uh, not being kind of stuck on campus, but uh, a little bit more freedom. Um, uh, for what was it? The past few years, I've uh, been a tutor on campus. I, I have a job as a tutor and basically an undergraduate TA, two separate jobs. So uh, that's also given me another perspective on campus, which has been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I pretty much enjoyed my, my four years there looking for, looking to end the, the semester strong yeah. and, uh, get, get my degree. <laughs> Good. Well, listen, um, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time chatting with me. Uh, I, I hope to answer some questions that current students and their parents might have about course selection specifically in high school. Um, mm -hmm. but before we get started there, can you talk just a little bit about your transition from WHS to your mechanical engineering program? Uh, you know, what kind of credits were you able to bring with you from Wyndham? Uh, what were some of the maybe areas of difficulty or, or perhaps suggestions for improving the program at WHS that you might have? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely an interesting thing in terms of pacing. Um, at WPI, instead of doing semester-long classes like like normal universities, um, it's actually it's term-based. So it's more or less half a semester. Uh, they're seven-week-long terms, and uh, a normal co course load is three courses per seven weeks. So um, it's definitely a little bit different than you'd normally expect from a university. But I feel like going to WHS and uh, taking a primarily STEM-based approach to to my courses at WHS, it definitely prepared me well for, for what I was going to experience at WPI freshman year. Um, I think in a sense, it kind of over-prepared me. <laughs> 
of course, when I hear that, I don't see that as a bad thing. No, it's definitely not a bad thing. Um, I think at least compare it because, you know, freshman year, I lived in a residence hall with a, a, buff, a bunch of other freshmen. And uh, I could kind of see, you know, taking similar courses, how I compared to them. And I definitely felt like I was better off in certain areas. Um, and, you know, going to an engineering school, particularly math and science courses, I definitely felt very prepared. Would there be like any aspect of your preparation that you would change? I mean, one of the big things that has evolved since you uh, kind of were at WHS is the computer science program. So we now offer a couple of different levels of AP computer science and kind of some feeder programs. So I'm wondering, I remember when I was an undergraduate there uh, doing Maple in right. my math classes, and I just had absolutely no exposure to this stuff. So yeah. um, that has changed. Are there any other areas you, 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 know, you thought, hey, you know, I do have a little bit of a deficit here, or uh, I missed an opportunity to be better prepared? Well, you know, that's actually funny that you bring that up, because I feel like uh, the mechanical engineering program is still pretty, uh, pretty stale, I guess you could say, in, in terms of computer science, because there is no computer science requirement. Um, so the fact that you're giving students that sort of prior exposure in high school, I think is a great thing to have. Um, luckily enough, I've had some, uh, experience with, uh, programming in, in various courses or, and what have you. Uh, so that, that's pretty nice, but, um, yeah, it's actually kind of funny that you bring that up. Um, in terms of other pieces, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if, um, there's, been anything else that could have been changed that could have prepared me more um i think they keep it to a pretty traditional freshman experience um where it's you know more or less the core classes that you have to have so there's nothing too advanced that they that they uh that they gave me that um i couldn't really handle um the only thing i can think of would be um sort of that um at least for materials the uh, or mechanical engineering rather uh, sort of the manufacturing side of it where freshman year I had to take um, a manufacturing class where I got to work in the machine shop, use some CNC machines, some mills and lathes. Um, that experience I had never had from high school, but not many did. So, um, so I, I don't, I didn't consider myself uh, too far behind when I took that, even though it was a completely new experience. But um, right. Well, I was going to say that I remember you as being a pretty you know, academically capable student. And if I remember correctly, you had taken a handful of AP classes. Yep. Did you port any of your AP credit with you to WPI? Yeah, I did. Um, some of it, not as much, not as much as I had hoped for. Um, I, when I was in, I think senior year of high school, I think I took um, AP chemistry, calculus, statistics. I think there was a Spanish class, maybe a government class here and there. Um, I also took uh, an AP physics exam, even though I wasn't in the class. Um, and I'm not sure how, how all of that's changed, but in terms of applying credits, uh, I think I got a government credit. I got um, a Spanish credit. I got my um, a few calculus classes covered over, um, a statistics class. So yeah, it, de it definitely did apply. Um, some of them didn't, but it, it was definitely good to come in with a few courses in my back pocket. 
Yeah, we actually started offering, uh, this is the third year we've run the course, a calculus-based mm. AP physics so so that students can bring credit with them okay. into their undergraduate programs. But anyway, that's a separate discussion. Sure. Uh, did you, when you say you got a couple of Cal credits, did you take BC like a VLAX when you were at Wyndham? So, no, I didn't. And uh, I guess that is kind of a misleading thing because at WPI, they do their calc system a little bit differently. Oh, right. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, so they split up... Um, so the equivalent for AP Calc AB, um, that covers Calc 1 and Calc 2 at WPI. Um, right. And then they split it up into Calc 3 and Calc 4, which would be covered by um, partially by Calc BC. Right. Um, so I got, I got um, credit for Calc 1 and Calc 2 at WPI, which was pretty standard for what the AB version would have given me. Okay, and you felt like there weren't any deficits in your uh, math sequencing. There weren't, you know, when you when you jumped right into Calc three, which, if I remember correctly, was like Taylor series and things like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you were ready to go. Yeah, I, I definitely for sure. Um, I I felt like I actually had a better experience in some of those classes than other students, just because uh, I think I was you know better prepared to be honest. <laughs> right, right. Well, hey, well, kudos to Julie Hartman and the for math sure. team. Yeah. Um, so, so now let's get started, uh, about course selection. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different constituents. There's students and parents and guidance counselors, um, and they're all different levels, freshman, sophomore, junior year. Mm-hmm. What, is there, what, is there like general advice that you might give to a student about, you know, let's, let's assume a junior going into senior year only because there's a ton mm-hmm. of, uh, different electives they can take and they're pretty much prescribing their own course sequence. So like, you know, what advice more generally would you give to them? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's always hard to say at that sort of age, um, you know, what you want to do and where you want your life to head. Um, it's definitely, that's more applicable to my life right now as, you know, a graduating senior from college, but thinking back, I actually did set myself up pretty well in terms of the direction that I wanted to take. Um, specifically senior year, I was taking more of those AP classes and that actually took up more of my time. And a lot of them were STEM-based, you know, with the different math and science classes that I had. So um, I may not have had, you know, sort of that vision then, but looking back at it now, I think actually taking those STEM classes definitely set me up well for, you know, the engineering track that I was going to take. So um, it's kind of hard to, you know, get that perspective and sort of to think about, okay, where am I going to end up, you know, in three years from now, and then maybe in five years, you know, leading on to um, potentially a college experience. So uh, it's, it's hard to have that sort of idea. But um, if somebody does have that sort of, you know, passion and drive to go a certain way, um, at least I can speak for the STEM experience in engineering, that I think it's definitely a good idea to, you know, to keep focused and to, um, to sort of you know, pursue that track for sure. Um, but with all that in mind, you know, it's also good to be a well-rounded student. You don't want to just take all classes in one certain, um, you know, in one discipline, uh, especially as an engineer. Um, you know, you can see some people that are, you know, too focused on their engineering, too focused on on math, and you can get those really, uh, you know, they aren't sociable, they can't speak to, you know, politics or to, you know, current events or anything like that, which isn't a good thing. So, uh, no matter what discipline someone focuses on, I think it's good to have sort of a breadth of knowledge um, and a breadth of experiences. So uh, keeping that sort of varied is also a good idea. So listen, you bring up a really good point there um, regarding, 
you know, a varied academic experience. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that engineers who aren't well-versed in, you know, communication abilities, written and spoken, um, do, would you agree that their trajectories are hampered by that, by that lack of ability? And, uh, what advice then would you give to STEM minded juniors and seniors based on that conviction that you have? Yeah, so I definitely do think that people are at a disadvantage if they're if they're going into engineering and they don't have these sort of skills that, that can apply over. Um, you know, now again uh, in my position as a senior, you know, the natural the natural progression is that I would look to find a job. Um, and yes, you know, I have a good education at WPI, and that you know that checks off that checkbox. But if I can't present myself in a good way and I can't interview well or or um, you know write good reports and potentially submit to academic journals, you know, whatever, whatever you have, uh, if I can't do that in, in a professional way and and in a proper way, you know, that'll definitely hinder where I can go in the future. So um, it's, it's definitely an important thing uh, to have those sort of written and and verbal communication skills. Um, In terms of people going into the engineering field, you know, as students, maybe progressing from high school into, into college, um, I think it's definitely just important to keep yourself, um, you know, to, to challenge yourself in, in those certain areas. Uh, you know, going to a tech school, I see that, you know, sort of these STEM related things are are a lot easier for, for these students. And, you know, it may be more difficult to, I don't know, take a Spanish class or to take a writing class or a history class or, or what have you. Uh, it's important to challenge yourself, though, and to definitely try and take those things, go for those certain opportunities. Um, even though they may seem difficult. So would you then like, would you, would you advise uh, a a high school junior then to consider advanced placement or at least honors track Mm -hmm. uh, humanities classes if they wanted to go to engineering school? I I definitely would. Um, I definitely would. Um, Sort of that fast paced nature, while it may be daunting, I think it's definitely, you know, a real world kind of thing, you know, um, you're not always going at a very slow and easy pace and, um, you know, sort of the activities and the things that you learn are definitely practical and, and, and apply to real world situations. So I think it's I think it's most definitely a good thing to do to challenge yourself and to get those sort of uh, advanced uh, advanced challenges. Yeah. Did, did you take that advice yourself when you were a junior? Did you kind of sign up for some advanced placement or honors level uh, humanities classes, even though you knew you'd be applying to engineering school? So I'm not even sure if I knew I, I was going to be applying to, uh, to specifically, a, a, you know, an engineering school. But um, I did remember taking uh, an AP uh, government class, U.S. government class. Uh, I took uh, English language and composition and I took uh, an AP Spanish language and composition class. So I did have a few of those here and there. Um, they weren't exactly, you know, I, I wasn't taking, you know, successive, uh, you know, English classes or more than one Spanish class or more than one government class, you know, they were kind of scattered here and there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely think it was sort of an enriching experience to take those and to get those different experiences. Great. And, uh, you know, before we close, mm-hmm. Uh, any other pieces of wisdom that you would that you would share with, you know, ninth or tenth grade Jack Grubbs, if you could go back and talk to yourself and say, "Hey, man, you really need to think about this." What would what would you say? That's difficult. Um, that's definitely difficult. 
Um, just because- but in fairness, you were really put together, Jack. You were like <laughs> a great student, and uh, you, you you were far from this kind of wandering, uh, you know, junior student. You, right. you you seem to really have your stuff together. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess you know just keeping on that subject of, you know, trying to be as well-rounded as possible and to get as many experiences as possible, because it really does, uh, it does prove beneficial, you know, in, in the future. Well, great. Hey, listen, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time yeah. chatting with me tonight and sharing some of your kind of wisdom and experience with our underclassmen. For sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, listen, good luck finishing the semester and I know that you'll have just, you know, basically almost, well, from now, almost one more year to yeah. finish up and finish your master's degree. That's, that's yeah. impressive. And I, I know that I can speak for some of my colleagues uh, at Wyndham High School who, who were your teachers. We're so proud of what you're doing. And it's really satisfying to see you so well adjusted and successful academically and, and, and beyond. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I can, I can owe a lot to you guys for, for helping me get to this point. So, so thank you. That brings smile to smiles to all of our faces. Thanks, Jack. That concludes episode three of the whole shebang podcast. It was a lot of fun interviewing those three students. I I guess I should say former students. Uh, I'm excited that I've made it three episodes deep into this uh, podcast. Hit up our website, uh, the whole shebang dot teaching podcast.com. Leave a message or a comment or an idea for other episodes. Also, you can email me directly at the whole shebang podcast at gmail.com. Remember that while we make every effort to broadcast correct information, this podcast is a simple presentation of views and opinions and does not replace professional consultation or represent the views or opinions of any school district, employer, employees, or affiliates. That's it. Thanks so much for listening.